Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to another episode of The Wonder of Parenting, a brain science approach to parenting. With me, your host, Tim Wright, and with Dr. Michael Gurian, we are recording from the world headquarters of Phoenix, Arizona, and Spokane, Washington, <laughs> and uh, are glad to have you with us. Really, we're excited that we've got people listening from all over the world to these podcasts, and, and uh, we sure appreciate the comments you've been sending, the reviews you're writing, uh, the questions you're sending. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, we're really happy to have you with us. And you can subscribe on wonderofparenting.com. That's wonderofparenting.com. And subscribe to the podcast so you get it fresh every Monday. Uh, All of our episodes are online so that you can go back and listen to the ones that you haven't caught up on yet. Uh, We do have a place where you can write a question. And we've got some resources on that page as well. And encourage you to go wonderofparenting.com once the podcast is over and check out what we've got there. Uh, today we're, we're talking about a, a topic that we've, we've teased out a little bit before when we were talking about raising sons in a hashtag Me Too world. But we want to take it a little deeper today. Um, we're recording this in January, so it's probably sometime in March now when you're listening to this of 2019. Uh, so I'm guessing it's still going to be a hot topic, but a few things have happened this these last several days that has once again raised this issue: Are males toxic? And in terms of parenting, uh, do we have toxic men raising toxic boys? Uh, and depending on who you listen to, the answer would be yes. Or depending on who you listen to, that would be me and Michael. The answer would be uh, not necessarily and probably not. So what we want to do is we want to touch on a couple things that have happened these last couple days that have brought this issue to the forefront. And uh, Michael's got some great insights in particular uh, that have to do with brain science research. Um, but it, it really, there were two things that happened. One, Gillette made a, a little mini-movie ad. And it, it, if you haven't seen it yet, you can find it on YouTube. And essentially, I've watched it a couple times now, uh, the the video starts out with men behaving badly, and some reenactments of of guys uh, you know bullying each other, uh, or guys mistreating women, and uh, and then the narration changes and says, but something has happened, and then it shows some news clips of uh, the beginning stages of the Me Too movement, and then it ends by uh, calling guys men to uh, step up and uh, support women and, and fight against anything where we, we demean women and so on, which, awesome, we, we certainly agree with that. Um, but there's been a lot of controversy around that commercial, and we'll get into some of that. And at the same time, about th- that same time, the American Psychologists Association, do I have that right, Michael? Uh, yeah, American Psychology Association. Yep, yes, that's- uh, they came out with a study on men, and I'm not even going to really talk about it because I want to make sure that we articulate it clearly, so I'm going to let Michael do that. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, let's let's um, start with that, and then we'll circle back to the Gillette ad. Yeah. So, what did they say, the psychologists? 
So, so just so folks know, uh, American, that it's the APA, and they, they are uh, an academic organization in that they're getting fed um, their research by folks in the academic world, very smart people. Um, however, uh, when they put out these guidelines, they're, they're, they're guidelines for practice with boys and men. Uh, uh, and people like me, right? A mental health counselor, my wife, we're therapists. Those guidelines are supposed to be used by us. Um, but the guidelines, well, first of all, this is the first time now that these guide, we've had guidelines for working with boys and men. So over the last decades, we've had an incredible amount come out on how to help girls and women. This is the this is the first major set of guidelines to come out on boys and men, which in itself is strange. Yes, right? 2019. I mean, it's 2019. So in yeah. a sense, that's strange. And many of us, uh, this is inside stuff, but many of us have been lobbying in these these organizations to stop doing that, to stop only wanting to serve females and and not serve males. Um, but anyway, they did come out, thank God. And one of the things that's great about these guidelines is they do, like if anyone has read Saving Our Sons, that first chapter of it has these statistics on what's actually going on with boys and men. Suicide, depression, anxiety, uh, violence, you know, all the, t really, it's a tough, tough time right now for boys and men. And um, they do that as well, which is great. They came out and they, they said it, look, boys and men are not, they're not in great shape. And, and we need to help them. So that was great. But then two, two or more things are missing from these guidelines. And one of them is there's no hard science in the guidelines. So they're fed by academic, academic organizations. And what they chose to use was what we call soft science, sociology, social science. And there's great stuff there, great stuff. But it's not brain science. And it allows people to say things, to kind of give their opinion and, and so the opinion, what came through the guidelines was that um, males, uh, you know, maleness, masculinity is the word they use. It, it tends to be toxic and that the job of therapists is to try to kind of get masculinity out of guys. So they sort of define masculinity and what they define it as is, is teaching boys to be strong, to be aggressive, um, to be powerful, uh, that these things are actually bad that they're harmful and we have to get rid of these things and the job of therapists is to help us get rid of these things. Can I just say how ironic that is because that's precisely what they want us to teach our daughters. Right. And so it's a political <laughs> thing. Absolutely. Yeah. This is this is coming out of social science departments who are almost to a department involved in an ideological framework what I call the dominant gender paradigm as you know. Uh, so in Saving Our Sons, if you go to that, if folks get that dominant gender paradigm, you'll get an analysis of that. And that's what the academic world tends to use when it wants to talk about males and females. Um, so that's what they do. And, and, and of course, you know, if you step away, just as you've just indicated, you step away, you'll say, no, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, if we change the word strong to resilient, wouldn't we want to teach boys to be strong? Um, and of course we would. What parent doesn't want to raise a son to be strong? Uh, and aggressive. Well, now wait a minute. Aggression is not violence. Aggression is roughhousing. Aggression is is as we've talked about in other podcasts. Aggression nurturance is part of how we all nurture. And in fact, we we do not want to raise a kid who's passive, or he will not succeed in life. He has to be able to handle aggression, his own and others, and he has to be able to have boundaries for that aggression and etc. So aggression is wait a minute. That's not bad. And then powerful. Well. 
okay, are we saying then that we want no males to be powerful at all? So that would mean that we don't, we don't want any males to lead. We don't want to raise males to lead. And even following, even followership requires power. So the, the whole thing is kind of a mess to me, but we know what they're doing. What they're doing is they're saying, we come down on the ideological side of males are toxic and uh, they are destroying society. And they of course destroy females and children. And so we need to get this out of them. And, um, and I'm, you know, obviously I'm being hyperbolic because they don't say it in those words, but unfortunately the takeaway the good takeaway from that is they talk about the crisis males face and they talk about the fact that we got to help males. That's great. Uh, but the bad takeaway is they don't use any brain science. So they're, it's all soft, so it can become opinion. And, um, and, and they target things that are actually things we want in our children, like resilience, like strength, uh, et cetera. So that's, that's that piece. Right. So rather than looking at systems problems, they blame men. Or they blame mas- not men. Let's masculinity. Say, they blame masculinity. That that all basically masculinity in and of itself is toxic. And of course, if you take that uh, at face value, then you if that's true, then how is the world still standing? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's you step away from it and you just go, "Wow, this is a political tract that we have to take the good out of it, and then we just have to shake our heads at at an academic organization." which should have our smartest minds, right? Yep. Using no brain science and not looking at all at nature and the nature-nurture connection of males, only looking at culture, right? Because we want to remember masculinity is a culture concept. So everyone can define masculinity that they want to, the way they want to. So they, I define masculinity as, um, as uh, boys being raised to be strong, to be... Uh, loving, to be successful, to be self-sacrificing. Uh, and I, I think most people who understand what masculinity is would agree with that definition. Yes. They they define masculinity, you know, as, as toxic because it is trying to help boys to be strong and aggressive and powerful. So um, the kind of, this kind of, um, it's what's what's it's what some people call misandrist male hating and mm-hmm. i don't think the apa is misandrist i don't think they're male hating i think they're blind mm-hmm. and uh, and they are so steeped in this this um early feminist social science that they they don't even realize that that feminism has moved on you know that that feminists are equalists right i mean the feminists yeah. that i'm involved with like myself we're equalists we want equal rights for women and men but they're they're involved in we, men need to not be men and and there shouldn't be manhood and there shouldn't be masculinity um and so that's some people would call man hating mm-hmm. and i i don't quite go there but i i think if we keep ourselves in this soft science which isn't really science and which is just ideological opinion backed up by other soft scientists who wrote books and studies that other ones quote to prove their science right which isn't so, hard science it's soft science if we keep doing that, what we end up with is two big problems. One, massive polarization in our culture, because mm-hmm. because I- immediately most people in the culture are going to resist what they've done, because most people who are raising boys do want strong, uh, healthy, aggressive, powerful, successful boys. That's what they want. 
So yep. they're gonna they're gonna go against this. They're gonna say that's wrong. So most people are gonna go against it. Uh, but then there's gonna be a strong group that loves the ideology, and they're gonna say, oh, this is absolutely right. And that might segue us to Gillette because that's part of what Gillette's preying on. I think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Yeah. And I, I, I just to, it, it seems to me when I, uh, you know, I don't hang around a lot of toxic guys. Um, and and uh, my sense is, my, my feeling is that most men are good men, not perfect. They're good men. Uh, that masculinity in and of itself isn't toxic, but there are toxic men or there oh, are, yeah. Oh, yeah. there are bad men. There are broken men, yep. but it would be interesting to, to talk to all of these these people who sort of buy into toxic masculinity and say, well, is your husband toxic? Is your son toxic? Well, no, I'm not talking about mine. I'm talking about everybody else. Um, at some point, it, it, it just has to break down. Uh, I think most women really respect most men, and most men respect most women. And and these are the kinds of things where, as a parent then, you do feel a little lost as to, okay, well, how, what kind of boy am I supposed to raise now? Because apparently he's toxic, so how do I raise the toxicity out of him? Um, so let's come back to that. Let's. Uh, I want to uh, just jump to the Gillette thing, because we're. I want to keep it sort of broad perspective and then get down to parents raising sons. So uh, Gillette, um, I think rightfully so, is is um, pointing out that, that we're in a different era where, uh, you know, we do need, as men, uh, to step up and make sure that we continue to do what we're called to do, and that's fight for the equality of men and women. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. do think, you know, all of us who are dads, all of us who are in good marriages, man, the last thing we're thinking about is is how to abuse women, how to demean women. Uh, that's not even on the radar for us. Um, so so what I, I think the the problem for Gillette was, uh, th- this is me speaking now, this is my commentary, and then I'll, I'll be uh, good to hear your commentary. Mm. I felt like what they did was they started with showing these stories of bad men or men behaving badly to sort of paint a... It, for me, it felt like the first time I watched it, the second time I didn't see it as much, but the first time I watched it, I thought, wait a minute, that's not who I am. That's not who my friends are. That's not who men are. And then they seem to suggest that there are some men... Not most men, but some men, a small group of men who are standing up against toxicity and male toxicity. And I thought, I, I think you've got it the wrong way around. I think most men are good men, and there are some men who are bad, so let's continue to aspire to be good men. So they sort of, yeah. they, they, in my mind, they could have made a stronger commercial by saying, these are what good men look like, 
and let's continue to be good men who stand against those uh, who are pretenders, guys who think they're men, but they're toxic. So that was my opinion. I think that's why it's caused so much controversy for guys, because they sort of felt like they were being labeled as bad men because there are a few bad men. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm with you on all of those things. I, I would pull and folks can just go, you know, you can go on Google and just do Gillette and men or Gillette ad and men and you'll see it. It's about two minutes. Uh, so you can, you know, everyone should watch it and make form your own opinion. I mean, I think I, I think just like the APA, I think there's there's a positive in it. You know, I'm always looking for the positive yep, and the right. positive in their ad is what you've described that they're they're. Uh, and I liked the word accountable in the ad. They, mm-hmm. This is, to me, the positive of the ad. They're saying, we need to hold each other accountable. And that is absolutely true. And by the way, that is an important part of masculinity, holding self and others accountable for bad acts. And we do need to hold other people accountable. Um, and to your point, the acts are committed, not the bad acts are committed not by masculinity. The bad acts are committed by immoral men, yes. by bad men, yes. by ab- abusive men, and by the way, by abusive women, by bad women. You know, there are there are a lot of violent, predatory women. There are a lot of women who do really bad things. Mm-hmm. But we are not going to call that toxic femininity Mm-mm. because because we're we're protective of women and we understand that that. Acts of badness, acts of immorality and amorality are individual acts. They're conscienceless acts. And these women and these men that have done these things need to be held accountable by others in a system so that the system can run well. Um, And so just like we wouldn't say about women who do bad things that femininity is toxic, I think that's the problem with this, Mm -hmm. is we do need to say that there are bad men out there and we and we need like Gillette does. I applaud them for saying we need to hold people people accountable, and in their case, men accountable. That's absolutely true. But but you know, putting it then into masculinity is toxic, uh, is where it polarizes, it goes bad, and it really negatively impacts all of us who are who are caring for sons, who are counseling sons, who are raising sons, who are teaching sons. Um, and it and it creates a mythos. Unfortunately, what it does is it creates an easy way out that doesn't work, but it creates an easy way out in every system. Like we've heard the toxic masculinity thing in the schools for decades. People from that sort of soft science sociology point of view uh, have said the reason boys don't perform well in school is because they have been told to be masculine. Hmm. And masculine means you don't like to read and you don't like to go to school. Okay, now they never proved this, right? right and in right. fact, masculine doesn't say that, right? There's nothing, right. There's nothing in the code of masculinity that says uh-uh. don't go to school and don't learn and don't succeed. That's just, it's BS, right? But Right, well, they, some of our greatest thinkers are, are men and women too, but, you know, men have written a lot of books and been very smart and yeah, created exactly. governments. So, I, yeah, that just doesn't hold water. No, it doesn't. But the way they're doing it is they're, they then are saying, well, now look, look at inner cities, Look at these guys who aren't succeeding and look how tough they are and how ganged up they are. So therefore, what happens is the guys toughen and gang up and then decide that learning is wrong and that's masculinity's fault. And and they make these leaps and then these leaps get into the culture via, uh, via you know, academics, the government and media. And, and then everyone's walking around saying, oh, oh, how, you know how we'll fix what's going on with for boys in school? We'll just t- tell them that it's, it's good and fun to learn. And you don't have to be masculine. You can be a good learning person. 
And, you know, and then that doesn't work, of course, because right. the issues boys face in school are not around the fact that that for, for some boys, they do gang up and they leave school. Right. I mean, that's in inner cities an issue. But that's not why boys are failing across the board in our schools. Um, it's a brain issue. It's a male brain issue in a system that doesn't understand boys and that, in fact, does not understand masculinity and right. would like just to, to remove it. So so the problem with these things, the good things are the good things. Holding men accountable. Good thing. But you're right. Most guys are good guys. And masculinity in itself is a very, very helpful concept. It helps raise boys into good men. And we don't want to get rid of that. Well, and we also know just from the data on the impact dads have on their daughters, uh, men play an important role in raising girls to be good women. Well, yeah, and all the good re- I mean, if you if we use science-based research, so some of the, you know, not the soft science, but the real hard science, and we look at the the developmental arc of a child who is raised with with both mom and dad, right? Yep. And that's something that is well studied worldwide. And and it it brackets out already bad dads. There are bad dads out there, but yes, the there research are. controls. So we are able to, you know, we're able to say, yes, there are bad dads out there. Yes, there are bad moms out there. But that what this research is about is what does it take, you know, what is one of the factors in creating a more successful child, a child who is not going to use substances, who is not going to uh, binge drink, who is not going to fail in school? Key, obviously, is primary attachment, attachment with mom, absolutely key. And attachment with dad and in fact when when um and what dad transmits is masculinity um that's what dad transmits because that's what's in dad that's what as you've said you have a great phrase you're going to pour what's your phrase masculine energy yeah dads pour masculine energy into their children they do it with both their sons and their daughters and as you've just said their daughters gain from it girls who are raised uh with the dads those girls also tend to be more successful, less substance abuse, get better grades, et cetera. So clearly, clearly the good research shows that father, that masculinity, that maleness, however you want to define it, is crucial for child development. It's not the only thing, but it's crucial for child development. So the good science kind of goes against the politics of the APA and the politics of these ads, but these things are really uh, popular with, I would say, probably like a 30 you know, kind of 30% of our population buys completely in and a powerful 30% of our population mm-hmm. that controls a lot of government, that controls a lot of media, buys into the concept that masculinity is bad, that boys are bad, that boys are always on the edge of being bad, that aggression is bad, you know, that that boys are inherently violent, that they're inherently defective. I think somewhere around a third of our population has bought into that. And yeah. I think it's a real problem. So we're going to spend a little bit of time then talking to you parents raising sons. And first of all, say, God bless you. What you're doing is great work. It's sacred work. And these are good boys that you're raising. So we want to affirm that for you. Before we talk about some things, though, let me just mention some resources. Uh, Michael's got a book called um, Saving Our Sons. And it's got all the latest research, uh, brain science research, data that you need to really guide you as you're raising your son into adulthood. And it's an excellent resource. I've read every word of it, uh, as I've done with every Gurian book. And um, you you will not be disappointed in picking up that book. We also have rites of passages that we've created uh, for your sons and daughters as they reach junior high and high school. And that's on wonderofparenting.com. And um, I was promoting this earlier, but uh, I wrote a little ebook called Raising Sons in a Hashtag Me Too World. 
and there's some stuff on toxic masculinity in that as well and some keys to raising uh, good sons in that kind of a world. So, Michael, what are some things that you would say to parents uh, raising a son today? Uh, They've got people telling them, at least certain parts of media and government, Hollywood, saying your son is toxic. Uh, How do we break through all of that noise and just raise good boys to be good men? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's a that's very broad, right? I mean, that's of course like, it is. Um, I, I mean, I think what we're so uh, to target it. Let me say a few things. One thing I would target is if you see if you're raising a son and in your school system or any system, your counseling system, any system, you see people talking about toxic masculinity or masculinity is bad or you know these sorts of things. Just listen carefully to what they're saying and then respond back because uh, if we're raising sons today, we have to respond back to this obsession with toxic masculinity. And we have to get people to define what they mean. And especially if a caregiver, uh, if a if your child's in preschool and someone in preschool or in, in a school system and, and a teacher or people in a school system uh, are, are you know really lambasting on this, or a counselor, you gotta quiz a counselor if your ch- child needs counseling, quiz the counselor. What's your approach to males? Have you worked with males? You know, And see what they say. And ask them, are you one of those people who, who is, is com- committed, you believe the job of a counselor is to remove toxic masculinity? You know, ask those questions to make sure you find the right resources, schools, et cetera, for your, your son. And then another way to approach, this is very broad, you know, how to parent. But another way is when I think about raising boys, what I'm targeting as a parent is I want loving, wise, and successful sons. So if, mm. if masculinity helps you, which I think it helps just about everyone. If it helps you, then use that word. If you don't use that word, um, uh, at least use the word manhood yes. uh, as you're thinking about raising sons. Because to raise a loving, wise, and successful man, we've got to talk about the man part. So it's it's great to talk about manhood. It's great to bring guys together in your community and women together to talk about what manhood is. And for five minutes, okay, let's talk about toxic masculinity if you want, or toxic men. That's fine. But then let's spend the rest of the time talking about what is a man, what is manhood, uh, what's an expanded definition of manhood, uh, and and it better include being loving, wise, and successful. So uh, that the loving, obviously, is, is clear. Attachment. I want to have good attachment with my child and help my child to have good attachments. Um, wise is executive functioning. I'm going to, all these things that we teach in this podcast that we teach in our courses is about helping to develop more executive functioning, more wisdom. Um, and then successful, uh, kids need to have a purpose. These boys need to have a purpose from early on and and we need to raise them toward purpose. So that means they need to chores. They need to not be, you know, spending too much time in screens they have to be doing things that are purposeful every day, and that can't just be doing their homework. It can't just be school related. It has to it has to relate to being a a, a human being and mm. uh, being a boy, and then being a man. You know, service work, things that are service oriented, so that they're purposeful. So loving, wise, and successful are targets, and the whole toxic masculinity thing. I think give it a little little airwaves, but then move on to the deeper work. So, so I would add, um, you know, maybe it would be good for us uh, as leading edge parents now uh, to just get rid of anytime someone says something about toxic masculinity, let's change it and say, let's talk about toxic men. There are toxic men mm-hmm. uh, because that narrows it from just branding all of us as bad. Um, 
But then thinking about a son, certainly what we're trying to do on these these podcasts is to give you insights into how a masculine brain works, how a masculine boy relates to the world. And that's really important to understand. Um, you know, one of the things in that Gillette commercial that some people found really challenging was there was a scene where two boys are wrestling. And the the impression in the commercial was that was wrong that was toxic right. masculinity yeah. right. well that's the way that boys bond you know we don't know if they right. were fighting because they were having a fight or if they were just having some fun together uh so what we don't want to say to boys or to dads who wrestle with their sons or wrestle with their daughters is that's toxic that's ridiculous that's that's part of how men are wired to relate to the world so knowing understanding how the brain works understanding how testosterone works reading a book like uh uh, saving our sons and some of michael's other work on on brain uh stuff is so important and then as a parent you already have a vision for the kind of son that you want and michael's articulated that um you know so put the boundaries in place and put the rules in place and uh put a vision in place for your son and raise him to that and um uh, I just say we're not, let, at the best of our ability, parents, let's just drop toxicity from our conversations when it comes to our sons and let's replace it with good masculinity. Let's just talk about good masculinity because there are examples of that all over the place. And, um, you know, one son at a time, let's change this conversation. Um, obviously, Michael and I are kind of passionate about it because we care deeply about boys. We're men who who have, you know, we're told, we're being told we're, we're toxic and, uh, and we, we aren't, you know, we're, we're good men, we're good dads, good grandpa. Um, but we can change the conversation by really understanding how boys work versus how girls work. And, uh, you, you know, parenting to the nature of our kids, uh, their dreams, using our assets, setting a vision and uh, raising these boys to be the good men that so many men have been throughout the generations. Yeah. Yeah, just about all the good men that we know, if we're if we have heroes out there, we're going to find that they're they're masculine guys. Yep. You know. And, and certainly, def- JFK or Martin Luther King or Gandhi, I mean whoever you list, you're going to yep. go, "Oh, wow, that person was strong. That person was aggressive when he needed to be. Yep. That person was powerful when he needed to be." So, so yeah, I love, I, I love your point about let's, let's talk about toxic men. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, I've talked about toxic men a lot to my daughters, I'll tell you, yep. you know, I mean, absolutely. There are toxic, I'm not defending toxic guys. Um, let's talk about toxic men, but let's stop this attack on masculinity. And what, what is so interesting to me is uh, we've got all of this talk about taking the masculinity out of our sons. And yet the driving movies in our culture for the last 10 years have been about strong, heroic men. And I don't think there's uh, that's an accident. I think the world is longing for men to be good men. Oh yeah, to be heroes. Now you know superheroes is a whole different level than us normal people. But there's this yearning, there's this longing for good strong men uh, in our culture, just as there is for good strong women. Uh, and um, uh, and and that's the call we have as as uh, parents, that sacred call to raise our sons to be good men who use their gifts, their talents to serve the world around them, to be good dads, to be good grandpas, good workers, 
good citizens. And uh, that's that's who most men are. Um, right. Michael, let's uh, we, we mentioned saving our sons, your book. We've mentioned uh, my ebook, Raising Sons in Hashtag Me Too World, Our Rites of Passage. Uh, but you also have a parenting course. And uh, in these days, I can't think of anything uh, of greater value than to really immerse ourselves in all of these things so we raise good sons and daughters. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, this, the uh, the new parenting course, so it's uh, the Minds of Boys and Girls, an online course for parents. And uh, it's for, it, I, I, I've done the course, so it's six hours of me. It's very dynamic. It's all divided up, you know, into sections. So you watch it over time as you have time um, and you discuss it and uh, even if you have, you know, you have all boys, but no girls, and you think, oh, the minds of boys and girls, why would I take it? Well, everything is contrasted. So, so if you have boys, all six hours apply to you, even the stuff talking about girls, because the boys are relating to girls, etc. So it's just, it's a really neat put together, it took us a lot of time, and we've really put it together. It has about 100 strategies you can use for raising your kids. And then, and then also, uh, you get the four conference calls where you can ask questions with me. And um, part of it is also one confidential mm. coaching, parent coaching session, which really is almost the value of the whole course in terms right. of the dollars because of the cost of that. So, but that's free. That's inside the course. So we'll have an hour together where you can ask really confidential stuff about raising uh, your kids or anything you want. Um, and so you can access that by going to wonderofparenting.com. Uh, and you just see my picture there, you tap it and uh, click it and it'll take you to the website. Or you go to gurianinstitute.com, my uh, website, gurianinstitute.com, and you see my picture there. It's very clear, the online course. You click it and it takes you to that page. You can look it all over, see if you'd like to do it, and then uh, register there. So parents, imagine the opportunity to have a one-hour conversation with New York Times best-selling author Michael Gurian. Ah, here comes the satire. Yep, here it comes. <laughs> and uh, but r- really, imagine <laughs> I have this opportunity on your behalf every week <laughs> to spend thirty minutes with him. But for you to get an hour just to drill deep into your issues with your kids, wow! That that Michael, that's that's a great perk, and uh, I know people are really going to appreciate that. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Want to encourage you as well to head over to our our uh, Facebook group. And uh, you just type in Wonder of Parenting in the search and join the group. We post things there all the time that we can't get to on the podcast. We've got some really good stuff coming up in the next several podcasts. I don't know what the order is going to be yet, uh, but we're going to try to connect with a friend of mine who was a friend of Mr. Rogers, and we want to do a little episode on what would Mr. Rogers say uh, 50 years after his program launched. Uh, We're going to try to interview my son, Michael, at some point. Uh, who uh, went through clinical depression as a kid and talk about depression in our kids. We've got some more questions from you, our listeners, and we're always open to that. So we've got a lot of good stuff coming up in these next few podcasts. So if you have not subscribed, go to wonderofparenting.com and subscribe. Uh, Send us your questions, and we look forward to having you join us next time. Thank you so much, Michael. Oh, thank you, Tim. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great week.